Welcome to Friday Night Party Line for May 13th, 2016. Tonight on the show, we're going to be talking about Facebook and such. But first things first, uh, the first one, it's Gojo. Hey, Gojo. Man, you keep calling on me first now suddenly. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> How you doing, man? Squeaky wheel gets the first, I guess. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Exactly. I complained too many times about being last. <laughs> yeah, well, now you get what you want. Uh, how's it going? Good? Uh, pretty good. You guys have been taking advantage of the fact that I have no life anymore. <laughs> uh, comes with uh, comes with having kids, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, and you know, I mean, there's like no interesting primaries to watch anymore or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so you can still win. All <laughs> oh, that laugh. <laughs> that was a very Let me just drink sad. some more wine. <laughs> Drown his sorrows with alcoholism. Uh, uh, Alright, so Nelson. Nelson's here too. Hey, Nels. Hello. Both you and Skojo missed an amazing Cars episode last week. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've driven a car in seven years. But Nelson, you could you still could appreciate the adorableness of the uh hel- of the uh the Honda N one pickup. The cute little K car. Is that the tiny one? It's the tiny little pickup truck. <laughs> I do like very tiny cars. Yeah, I remember uh the last time I was in Rome all of the cars were like this big and it was adorable. <laughs> yep. That's a pickup truck? Wait, it has a back. It's uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll find a picture and I'll put it in the the chat, and you can look at it because it's super adorable. Meanwhile, Cherba, how are you doing, man? Oh uh, yeah, I'm alright. Getting along? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just pretty normal. So not much else to say. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm just fucking busy with work. I mean, mm. two elections to cover at once, plus all the other shit. So <laughs> bit tricky. Uh, so which, which elections? Is Australia having elections? <laughs> I was just about to go. I was going to be like, well, wait, who, who else is having an election that you would care about? <laughs> I mean, London mayor. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he's well, already been brought in. Oh, yes. Congratulations to Mr. Khan to yes. finally replacing that, to fi- eh, for finally replacing that fucking fluff-headed loon, Boris Johnson. <laughs> you guys aren't covering the he Brexit, are you? Boxes. The what? The Brexit. Oh, no, couldn't give a fuck about that. <laughs> that would be funny if uh, the Brexit meant that it, fucking England wasn't in Eurovision anymore. <laughs> well, it, it means the Normans yeah. have to invade it. But wait a minute. No, I'm come okay on, Trevor. If Australia can be in Eurovision, surely Britain can be in Eurovision. No, no, that's what makes it... That's what makes it even funnier, is if we're in Eurovision <laughs> and they're not. And they're not. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Brexit is um, <laughs> Brexit is the uh, the upcoming vote on whether or not Britain should exit the uh, the European Union. Um, yes. right, now, right now, the poll the uh, the the polls are uh, hanging slightly towards exit rather than staying in, but we won't know until the referendum is actually cast. So. Weren't the yep. polls like really off last time they tried to? No, you're like, thinking you're thinking yep. Scotland. <laughs> oh, that was in Scotland. Independence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this is Britain, which may or may not affect Scotland. 
Well, it also <laughs> includes Scotland. Well, well, yeah, it does because it's for the yeah, UK. Yeah, it's part of the yeah. uh, For now, for now, I think Vic yeah. just throw. Vickers just throwing shade because he's jealous because they can't elect one person in a fucking campaign <sighs> spanning like three and a half years. <sighs> Whereas we're electing our entire government in like 75 days. Nice. If I, what, what were if, poli- if American politics were simpler? Or more, or more compl- complicated? Perhaps not. I think they should go back to the p- time when uh, presidential candidates couldn't campaign. They had to like sit at home and pretend that they didn't want the job. You mean back when they didn't actually want the job? <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Hey, wait, wait, did I just get nominated to be Shit. president? What? Oh, wait, what happened to the last guy at a theater? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want that job. <laughs> Hell no." Uh, Scojo, by the way, and Nelson, there are there is a link to the tiny pickup truck in the in the group chat. You should go click that link and look at the tiny pickup truck. Uh, okay, so it's just a version without the back. Yes, mm. and it's adorable uh, and anyway. not useful in any particular way. Hush right? you! I mean, <laughs> it is more useful than you would think it would be. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, well, that being said, there's an entire episode mostly about that tiny pickup truck. But this uh, this week's episode, of, uh, which is Friday Night Party Line, Not Acceptable Vices, where that was discussed, is about Facebook. Um, recently, Facebook was accused of curating what appears in their trending section uh, with a degree of political bias. This is interesting in two ways. One, because ostensibly the trending section was not to be curated in the first place. It was meant to be what was trending among the users of Facebook. Second, in that it was curated in a political way. Now, um, Facebook did come out and rebuff the political nature of that claim. Um, but they did confirm that they do exercise editorial control on what's allowed to rise up in the trending section. Um, from this there are several questions that pop out of it. Uh, first, until this point, and I'd like to take these questions one by one, but I'll overview them as we, um, I'll overview them just so the wonderful listeners at home can have something to look forward to. Uh, first, until this point, the assumed behavior of the trending section was that whatever was popular among us users would be what naturally appears for ill or for good. Um, <laughs> yeah, for ill or for good. Um, So was Facebook in the wrong for not correcting that assumption? Second, even if you think their behavior was in some way deceptive, do corporations and platforms such as Facebook and YouTube have moral obligations to their uh, customers? And third, considering how many platforms like Facebook are so integrated into daily life, should they even exercise editorial control outside of removing what is actually illegal? We're going to start with the first one. That is, is uh, was what Facebook did in exercising editorial, um, not correcting, in, in not correcting the assumption of, you know, the trending uh, section being naturally curated by, you know, popular sharing and stuff. Was them not correcting that assumption wrong? No. Yeah, who assumed that? I kind of think it's wrong. I think they should have said something. Here's here's the thing. Uh, Full disclosure, 
in the list of acceptable publications, the publication I worked for or work for currently uh, was on that list. So Facebook would promote our articles. Uh, <laughs> you know. So full disclosure, conflict of interest. <laughs> but <clears throat> no algorithm is unbiased, right? Yeah, like Reddit's algorithm enforces certain behaviors. Like because of the weights that happen, uh, downvoting is a very powerful thing, and it encourages downvoting to be the the effective means of using the algorithm. Hacker News's algorithm encourages newness over almost everything else because of the weighting it gives to newness versus upvotes. No algorithm is ever unbiased. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I just assumed that everything that was on the trending side was being paid for by somebody. Trending in the amount yeah. of money that they're giving <laughs> <Also> Facebook. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, I mean, literally, if I look at Facebook and I'm like, I look at their trending, which right now it's George Zimmerman, alleged fake accounts drive up the, uh, well, you know, that's just a news. But so if you click <laughs> on that, right, I mean, it's giving you a news article and then oh, it's immediately so giving you like uh, news. It's giving you so, like websites. Wait, what, that, what do you uh, see in the, tr- what do you see in the trending? Because I am. My bel- trending is uh, George Zimmerman, Donald Trump and Chicago. I'm and then seeing, Castle got canceled. I'm seeing Danica Patrick's uh, crash. In the NASCAR uh, practice at Dover National Speedway, WhatsApp getting a desktop app, and uh, Target's responding to boycotting of the company's transgender bathroom policy. I'm getting... Yeah, well, they, the trending is based upon uh, what you pay attention to. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Video uh, shows wild animal playing with wind chimes on cabin porch. <laughs> <laughs> we could tell Nelson new media. <laughs> Looking at cat videos all day. <laughs> Okay, I've got Ancient Egypt. A museum discovered the youngest known mummified fetus. Uh, Costa Rican... uh, I've got Costa Rica. Infrared camera captures three-mile-high eruption of a volcano. And Electoral Commission. Agency takes Tories to high court over alleged breach of spending rules. Oh, I don't have anything about the Tories. Wow. It's kind of interesting. I'm kind of... Most of my trending is always, like, video games. It's video games, politics, and TV and news. Well, to be honest, this is probably the first time I've paid attention to it uh, fucking ever. I didn't even realize there was four categories. Yeah. I swear to God, if you speak over me one more time. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... Sorry. I'm pretty sure I know exactly why this is happening and why it's not really a problem that Facebook didn't tell anyone about it. Okay. Because they already did tell everyone about it when they said that they're very publicly that they had an initiative to remove fake news and misinformation from trending topics. Oh, yeah, if you go and look at all huh? the conservative sites that have been removed, it's places like Breitbart and like fucking weird yeah. little unknown blogs and Drudge Report and other places that are famous for putting out fake news and information. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that it's probably a case of them being removed, not because they're right-wing, but because they keep publishing bullshit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, uh, that's what I was figuring when they were saying that, was like, well, half the conservative news isn't actually true, so that yeah. would be taken out. Huh. And and so there's an update know. on this story. Uh, just a uh, a little while ago, uh, Zuckerberg made a statement that said that he was uh, 
you know, going to talk with conservative uh, people and try to make the, you know, remove human decision-making from the process, um, which, and I think this was, uh, it was Ezra, uh, wrote a piece basically saying that, you know, if this happens, that thing's going to get more biased. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. humans on Facebook really like, you know, information that, like... They has, like. Yeah, so, you know. There is one more thing that should be added to this that I don't think I've seen come out anywhere else. I, and also, I know it is a fucking pretty bullshit thing to do to pull out sources and not say anything <laughs> about who they are and what they do, but mm. it's not worth someone's job. So let's just say sources <laughs> that I've spoken to have said that it's also not only conservative sites that have been caught up in this. There are a number of other sites that are banned from trending topics that are very deeply left-wing, but have been fucking basically just gone, not, not included, you keep publishing fucking bullshit. No, just as well. I would assume, <clears throat> I would assume there'd be like, uh, like, you know, the trending topic would be some BS astrology-like meme. <laughs> If it wasn't curated in some way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have these people been on Facebook recently and, right. like, seen people? If it was actually what people were talking about, then fucking it would be the most intolerable... Crystals and porn. Yeah. Uh, I just hit the show more on Facebook trending, and apparently Facebook trending is Facebook trending. <laughs> That's always funny. That's good. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, there we go. I still don't have I don't have Facebook on mine. It's just, it's all TV politics, gender identity. Yeah, when I, uh, power when I hit the show more, when I hit the show more, it is uh, Facebook trending, Sunrise, which is apparently a Microsoft calendar app. Uh, Gboard, yes, it's actually pretty good. Is, uh, I have no idea what Gboard is, but apparently it's related to Google and some sort of keyboard. Uh, Donald Trump, oh, Mark Zuckerberg, okay. Bachelorette, and Travis Pastrana, who is a racing driver. Yes, he is. Google made a keyboard, and it seems like it's pretty good. Like a phone keyboard. It lets okay, you but... make GIFs and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Like, things like that. But I've already got Google Keyboard. I've had it for months. <laughs> oh, well, now this is for iOS. This is for iOS. I think it's for both. Uh... Or it will be for both. Speaking so, of politics, I'm going to go read Scott Johnson's Facebook comment. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, don't even. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we talk about a little later. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so they, so uh, you, Victor, you have the different opinion on this, apparently. I, I do. I mean, there is a certain understanding with the word trending. I mean, in terms of, I mean, granted, it's, it, in the concept of of news and things like this, it's sort of a new topic because it's been it, it mostly came to rise through social media, which in and of itself is still new, um, despite the word trend existing forever. Um, but I think trending comes with it the connotation that okay, this is this is what the vox this is this is the vox pop. This is what everybody's talking about. And that is a sort of natural. There's a sort of naturalness to the idea of trending, and I think the curation aspect sort of spoils it a little bit. And that this isn't this isn't just tr- what's trending. This is trending filtered through. But isn't everything trending filtered through? You know what's really trending? Porn and crystals. 
<laughs> That's what's trending. And Jesus. Jesus is trending. Jesus, I'm pretty sure. crystal, porn. Porn about crystal. A whole bunch of, like, you know, inspirational memes. Yeah, it's... Well, I think... It's, but for ill or good, it is... It, trending is what it, what people are thinking about. I mean, they are thinking about the bachelorette and some shooting in Washington and uh, trans bathroom stuff and uh, Powerball that people are thinking about that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think it's, it is, it's curated again towards what your interests are because like doom was high up on my trending, which I'm sure was not on your guys necessarily, but could be. Not at the moment, but, you know. But, I mean, so, like, it's definitely, it takes an account, like, oh, Scott is interested in video games, so the trending topic in video games would be this. So, so you guys are of the argument that, yes, it's trending, but it's good that it's curated, that it's good that it's curated, which is not what we're actually discussing here. It's neutral. It's it's not good or ill. It's good or... It's just different. It's just, Yeah. Oh, I mean, they don't have any requirement. I guess the the point is, is like, do they have? They don't. I mean, I guess that's your next question, right? Do they have a? Do they have a responsibility yeah. to? Yeah. The, the, and I mean, they don't. They're a private company. I mean, I assume everything I'm looking at on Facebook is paid for in some way by somebody that wants me to see it. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I actually don't think they have a moral obligation. To filter, I don't like that it's curated, but I also completely understand that they are a for-profit company, and that they have no responsibility to us. With well, the understand, well, no, not even a little bit. With the understanding that if they utterly betray us, we are a a capricious, we are a capricious populace. They have a little bit though. Like there, oh. there are. Legal things and social rules. Okay, right? so what what legal like, responsibility do they have to legal us? Legal responsibilities, uh, copyright and child porn. Social okay. responsibilities, harassment, uh, you know, hate mobs, things like that. If they fired all the both black people that work at Facebook, <laughs> no. Oh Tech companies don't have very good. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> no. Both black um, you know people I, and all four women. <laughs> yeah. You know what I wish the trending topics were? Were longer-term trends. Like, just an article about uh, the change from feudalism to uh, sort of socialist, <laughs> uh, you know. I, I want one about entropy and how it's happening. I want <laughs> yes, one about... apparently yes, uh, coming forward, you know, like... <laughs> coming <laughs> Yeah, trending topic: the slow decline of infant mortality over the past hundred years. <laughs> That's a good trending topic. So, outside of the legal and child porn and, and horrible harassment of people being, you know, morally more being stuff that they should go after, do they have like, for example, um? Does Facebook have to be 100% transparent to us about how their system works? No, they're a, no. a privately held company. Right. Okay, yeah. so we're in agreement they about that. Like. And they've already told us the well, well, some of the criteria by which they're curating trending topics, which is honestly more than they really had to do. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, um, if, if, for example, they did not curate for fake news or, like, BS stuff, I would look at that trend inside and be infuriated every time, and yeah. I probably would stop using Facebook at that point because mm. I'd just be like, what the hell is all this also, crap? I'm looking at the I'm looking at two of the sites that have been fucking ding. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, I just completely lost my command of English for a second there. Uh, <laughs> but I'm looking at two sites that have been put uh, put out of the trending topics thing. Let me read you a few headlines. Watch Milo challenges Facebook boss to live interview. That being Milo Yiannopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopolopol
basically, for anything under Breitbart News 15, number 15 Facebook publisher to Zuckerberg, everything under that I was just picking randomly from. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. But this the ones that I've just mentioned are from an unnamed left-wing site, which has also been put out. Mm. Oh, man, I wonder if that one's U.S. uncut. <laughs> How did you guess? <laughs> I had a theory, you know. <laughs> oh, you mean other than I'm vocally against the fuckers because they're a fucking political action group who dresses themselves in the skin of a media outlet like a fucking media Buffalo Bill? I just love every article that I read off them. Uh, I look at the bottom and it's written by, like, so-and-so activist something or other, and I'm just like, oh, really? Jeez. <laughs> They're yeah. completely it's unbiased. Funny. Yeah, no, this this has got to be completely true. Yeah, this is they are true. literally not even a media outlet. They are a fucking political action group. <laughs> Trouble. Hillary Clinton knew her BlackBerry was non-secure by February 2009. I will say this. Sorry? U.S. Uncut does have one headline that is correct uh, that I'm scanning through just now. American Airlines boots Ivy League economist off plane for doing math. Which is... Which is true, but they didn't actually boot him off. So in that way, I guess it's actually not in any way true. Because it also wasn't for doing math. It was no. because someone thought he was suspicious because that person was too stupid to understand that he was writing exactly. down math. They could have gotten this story right, but they didn't you even know, get the is, basic facts of it right. He was yeah. So he was writing Arabic numerals. Arabic <laughs> <laughs> numerals. What? from the Middle East. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, here's one he was that practicing, really He was practicing the ancient craft of algebra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you telling me he was wearing a bra? <laughs> here's uh, one that you'll really enjoy, Scott. Why hashtag Bernie or Bust is actually great for democracy. Awesome. I love it. I love it already. The Give that, that man a Pulitzer. The tone of that statement tells me everything I need to know about what you think about it. <laughs> Almost all of those do that way, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh. I was about to list off another one for you, but this is actually one you've already talked about. It's the fucking one complaining about how a Hillary Clinton delegate will oversee the New York primary audit. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> because that delegate is the fucking New York City comptroller. The, uh, An elected official. And it was a super delegate. That's his job. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so while it is yeah. absolutely so much fun to just piss all over these horrible, horrible sites, it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it really is. Well, you know, I'm kind of disappointed. This was a good job opportunity for me. I would have probably loved to have sat and been that person that was sitting on at Facebook, looking down the like things, going like, "Okay, that's not going on trending." <laughs> oh yeah. That oh. Dude, that, that's like an excellent... Well, not a dream job, but it's pretty high up there. I would love to be doing that. Just like fucking bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, but I feel like you'd become like so... So cynical. <laughs> cynical <laughs> and I were, empowered. I say, yeah, I thought you were going to say drunk with power. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, for a little while, eventually you'd probably be like, this is the 500th time I've like taken out this... like. Astrology is great article. Oh, I'd enjoy it every time. Custom keyboard just for that. Like, no. <laughs> so 
So okay. uh, your third so, question. Well, I, well, I don't, I don't, hold on a second. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Hey, before we get that, before we get to the third question, so we're in agreement that platforms such as Facebook don't have a moral imperative, and that it is just good business. But to what degree should they exercise this? So, what do you mean? Well, we're kind of bleeding from question two into question three, but to what degree? You know, in good business, good business being good business, should they exercise this? They have this power to to filter out the crap, but where does the line drawn for it? Should they exercise purely in 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 a in what is best for business? Like, say for example, eighty um, percent of the country thinks in a certain way. Should they filter for that eighty percent, or should they go for the entire spectrum, keeping out the shit that is clearly like really, really like the stuff that so the stuff like it's not like on Breitbart, like things like that. Well, you, you, I mean, most people get rich by uh, catering to the eighty percent instead of the twenty percent, unless your job is to try to go for the twenty percent that aren't being catered to. <laughs> so, I mean. Well, I mean, is should they be acting in like the same way that a news outlet should be acting in that yes, we're trying we're going to try to present a a breadth of information that's been verified for fact or are we going to cater to a specific audience? Is what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, I'd rather I mean, <laughs> it's that's uh... You know, I mean, obviously, Facebook is going to want to seem as not as impartial as possible because it wants to make sure that it doesn't suddenly become Facebook for liberals, like uh, you know, or Facebook for conservatives. Though so that might actually work out better if we could separate <laughs> Facebook into two. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've pretty I'm much done that with filters. <laughs> I'm struggling to think like why it should be catering to the larger percentage of Americans simply because of the amount of times I've been asked things like do you have money in Australia and then someone else responded with that's a good question no it's not <laughs> no it's <laughs> not what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> don't you guys use those giant stones <laughs> I thought they just traded no, wallabies no. you know five wallabies is one kangaroo <laughs> we don't use giant stones that's another country I think yeah. China <laughs> and we don't trade wallabies that's unethical they're living creatures what kind of monster are you we use shiny rocks and shells yeah combined uh, with a system of barter for things that aren't too large to trade in single goes you use pieces of the great barrier reef as it dies from global warming right oh <laughs> oh Oh, I've been, I've been diving on the Great Bar- Barrier Reef, and I'm actually really sad about how fucked up that reef is getting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tragic, really, because it, it is, is a beautiful piece of the world. Mm-hmm. A way to destroy my uh, horrible joke. <laughs> yeah, that was a horrible, horrible joke. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. Ow. Also, according to a 2011 Marist poll, apparently nearly 25% of Americans don't know that the United States declared independence from Great Britain and believe that the country sprang into existence like fucking from nothing. So, <laughs> oh. so uh, I might be going. I might sign up for Maple Match. <laughs> yeah, this country's getting too stupid. Oh, I might sign up for Canada. <laughs> Wait, I'm not even in the US. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? 
We're going to move to Canada for shits and giggles. Just because. <laughs> Completely Actually, opposite one seasons. Great, <laughs> I want to tell you one, one great thing about being part of the Commonwealth. I once accidentally applied for a Canadian visa. They were just like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Canada I got part a of Canadian the Commonwealth? Canadian visa by accident. Wait, what? Canada's part of the Commonwealth. God save the Queen. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Queen's on the money, and I guess, and part of the Commonwealth. Charles ever king. I thought they countryed themselves ages ago, you know? It's like, oh, oh they did, that? but they're still part yeah. of the Commonwealth. That's yeah. mess. That's weird. I'll the never be able to. Is pretty much I'll never really an alliance of independent nations that just kind of go, yeah, sure, we'll stick you the Queen on our money. <laughs> sure, but I read somewhere, but I don't know if it's true. Is there no residency requirement to be a Minister of Parliament in uh, UK? I'm not actually sure. I'm I, pretty sure that there's a residency requirement, but I'm not sure that there's a citizenship requirement. There is, there is not a citizenship requirement. You only have to be Commonwealth. Uh, but I think, and I could be wrong, that there. I don't think there is an actual residency requirement, uh, or at least it's very, very low. Uh, I think it might be low rather than non-existent. Yeah, because it would be crazy if, if you could be like, the MP from Leeds or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty low, and it has to be within a certain time period. But there is allowances for you know people mm. who don't necessarily live in their constituency full time. Well, you definitely don't have a requirement to be a member of the House of Lords, though. You don't have to be a resident. But you interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Nelson's got that funny look on his face. Day and age. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, traditionally, the monarch can hand out nobilities. Like, I think you have to be. That was by by various law. I do think you have to be a you know part of. I think you have to be like a citizen. At the very least. Oh, interestingly enough, you get appointed by the House of Lords Commission. There you go. That's a Magna Carta-style power grab right there. <laughs> Apparently they had... Which I mean, the Lords probably did not want the monarchy being able to ennoble anyone without their consent, so they forced the monarchy to give away that power to them. Actually, that would be hilarious. Queen just rolls down the street, just like, you're in the House of Lords now. <laughs> Some fucking rando. He's just like, I'm just trying to get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Great, you're now the Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> so. All right. So um, through our discussion of question, the first and the second, we have kind of already gotten the answer to the third one, which is, Considering how many platforms like Facebook and so are integrated into daily life, should they even exercise editorial control outside of removing content that is actually illegal? Which we've already kind of Fuck discussed yes. and got to. Yeah, well, yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. Cut so. the bullshit out, man. It's for the, like, there is a difference between giving the people exactly what they think they're getting and doing something that is honestly for the good of everybody. Yeah, because without yeah. editorial control... What we have is, um, well, it's Reddit, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reddit's awful. And the thing is, I know. <laughs> the thing is, there's always 
like there's no natural state of information, right? There's always biases. There's always like mechanism design happening, and the difference is whether you're doing it intentionally or you're doing it unintentionally. Mm. And I feel like if you're gonna do it anyway, you might as well do it intentionally or at least know what you're doing. Yep, I think that's a pretty good way to sum it up. Yo, uh, you know, just, <laughs> can I just bring up a topic real quick that Please. I don't think has been discussed on the the show, and I think we should. Please, uh, Donald Trump is the Republican nominee for president. What <laughs> we haven't been That's able to talk joke. about, That's a crazy talk about joke. Show. but I mean, am I the only one that really has a lot of trouble? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a Democrat, but I've always thought that the Republicans wanted to put forward people that were like good governors. You know, like Eisenhower. You know, like people oh, I, that I never, you know, I never thought that who would be like somewhat respectable. <laughs> At least I historically. Protesting the Iraq War, I never thought that Republicans were good at governing. Well, no, I never said they were good. I meant they at least put forward somebody who, like you know, George W. Bush. No matter how much of a jack off he was, right? He was still like the governor of Texas, right? Like for yeah. a while. It wasn't a very good one, though. No, I'm not saying he was good, <laughs> but we've now we now have put a reality TV star as a major party politician, and we have to have people. Uh, you know, you're watching all these like big name Republicans have to line up behind him because they're pretty much being forced to. <laughs> what I personally I mean, cannot reconcile is the fact that so many of these Republicans that are so gung-ho about Trump are the same ones that were so gung-ho about Reagan. And the part of it that I can't reconcile is how can you have... have admired and looked up to Reagan who was I mean disagree with his policies however much you want but the man was presidential Reagan? Well, that's what I'm talking Reagan. about I mean and Trump with, is I is, is elementary as in school Reagan? as in grade school as in has to take a nap in the middle of the day is this not now, now, Nelson, before you jump in, I mean, I think what Victor's trying to say is, you know, at least you could picture those people governing the country. Like, they may not have been your, your like, ideal. They may have come off, like, stupid or strange or had crazy opinions. But, like, Reagan didn't, like, you know, start a Twitter war. Obviously, Twitter isn't around. But he wasn't, like, beating up women over, like, Period. you know, on national television. But the thing was, he was like. Are you? I mean, you're going to say that the policies that he wanted. It's are not the impressive. policies. Personally, people of many, many people of that era. This is this is something I've seen happen a lot. Ike was a fucking racist asshole. Like, if if Eisenhower ran today, he would be thought of as worse than Trump. Well, and that's not true. That's not true because they were a. They were never even if they he was that way. Um, personally, he was not overtly as president. Operation Wetback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Here's but the thing. Because I don't think he came culture, up with the name because American culture was was uh, you know accepting of those kinds of beliefs. It wasn't a big deal. So people have these rose colored rose colored. Uh, glasses and they were like oh you know Ike wasn't that bad he made the highway system well yes he did no it's not even I mean 
there are pres- there were presidential candidates in the last couple of elections that were clearly racist, but they wouldn't they wouldn't throw childish tantrums with basically zero provocation. Trump is not presidential. Quit not have the best temperament. He was vice president. We also had Sarah Palin as a person running for vice president. You know, vice president. You know, the vice president. I mean, come on. I mean, Joe Biden, while he governed and stuff. You know, I mean, he's. You're most likely going to see him shirtless near Camaro, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. only if it's a pitching um, Camaro. Pitching Camaro. But uh, my my <laughs> point is, is like as a president, I I don't know. It's just I mean, when you look, at, it's just, there's no way that. You know, like history. You know, okay. Let's let's just say like history whitewashes like uh, presidents and makes them look like a little bit presidential. I just can't figure out how you would do that with Trump. Like it just, if he would win and become president, like, well, we had history books would be like, well, this man grew up to make a bunch of casinos with his name on it, and uh, it's the same way. Was a reality would... TV show what? star. I mean, listen it's to this. It's the same this. way that they Let... would. I want you to listen. Just listen to this tweet. This is a tweet. This is a message that is supposedly coming right out of Trump's like brain. Okay, this is his most recent tweet, thirty-seven minutes ago. If crooked Hillary Clinton can't close a deal on crazy Bernie, how is she going to take on China, Russia, and ISIS, and all the others? Seriously, what? Because Bernie's withdrawing from the race is not under her control, and she has already pretty much closed no, up I that deal. Just, it's just yeah. that Bernie refuses to acknowledge it no, until I she mean, gets just, an impossible amount of the vote. Yeah, but just look at the tone. Look at the tone of that tweet. He's not presidential. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, the people put forward, you know, George W. Bush... As much as he was a tool and couldn't speak right, right? I can't speak right either, so I shouldn't really talk about him. But the point is, is at least he wasn't up there like going like goofy Elizabeth Warren lied when she said I wanted to abolish the federal minimum wage. Like, like he came up with the funny part is Bush did come up with nicknames for people, but when he was referring to them in a press conference or out in public, he was not using their nickname unless it was as a joke. Like, like unless unless that person did a heck of a job. Yeah, unless they did a really yes, exactly. Yeah. Unless he was like positively referring to him because he gave people <laughs> nicknames when he was positively interacting with them, not giving nicknames to only people he was going against and calling them lying Ted Cruz. Gee, I can't imagine why he hasn't got an endorsement from Ted Cruz yet. <laughs> I, 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 well, I have to commend Dead Eye Dick Cheney. <laughs> I want to see him. I want. This is I, I can foresee him if he somehow gets into office, he'll make some sort of crazy racist remark about Xi Jinping, and then suddenly there's going to be some problems with our trade relations with China. I mean, oh, there's going to be problems with our, with China from day one. Yeah. If Trump wins the presidency, who wants to take a betting pool on how long it's going to be before he refers to the Chinese prime minister, or was it president? I don't recall at this president. moment. As General So. General So. Well, oh, my God. Actually, so uh, this week, a bunch of embassies in Washington, uh, a story came out where they're, like, they're worried 
about what's going to happen. Like a backlash, yeah. Yeah, there's a backlash in Amer- in American embassies because other countries are like, we're not going to deal with a President Trump. Like, hey, hey, Americans, you know we're not going to deal with President Trump, right? Like, this is not going to happen. <laughs> well, they will. I mean, come on. I mean, what are they going to do? Not deal with us? We got the nukes. <laughs> yeah, but they, there's other countries. Wow, but according to Trump, of course, of course, of course, according to Trump's foreign policy, he wants to give the nukes to like pretty much every other country. Oh, everybody yeah. should deserve it. Ah. No, We're not no. Afraid of your nukes. We can survive those. I mean, you've seen Mad Max. Nukes yeah. to less countries. The less nuky countries, the better. Ugh. Also, if I might, uh, if I might just skip back about five minutes real quick. <laughs> Uh, while you guys were doing that bit, because I didn't have much to say on that point, uh, I went and looked up, like, huh, you know, I don't actually know. Was George Bush a good governor? No, it turns out that uh, he actually kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> like, the general consensus is that he was given a pretty bad hand, and while he, you know, had his problems, he made the best of it that he could and did an okay job. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, here's the other thing that we're not even talking about. The past presidential presidents and nominees that are Republican are not endorsing Trump. No, none of them are. When does that ever happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, when you have uh, Mitt Romney is actively working against him. Yeah. <laughs> I would also point out that uh, Bush was quite well known, like right up until the presidential election was quite well known for being a really good speech maker and nobody quite knows what happened there. (laughs) I think, I mean, and the fact that none of the other Republican presidents are endorsing Trump, you would think in like traditional politics that that would be like a really, really bad thing for him. But the problem with Trump is that his that is that his most active base are the ones that view the previous presidents as part of the establishment that they're going against which is for a second there i thought you were going to say that his biggest supporter base view previous republicans as cucks <laughs> yeah the, yep <laughs> for, for pretty much that's probably that's probably a pretty accurate i don't know i just i mean you know, like i would have like for example ted cruz the big a-hole that he is right I mean, I would have been less taken off guard if they would have nominated Ted Cruz and been. Le- I mean, even though I considered Ted Cruz to be more dangerous than Donald Trump, he makes more sense. He makes more sense on the Republican side. It's just. I mean, it's just. It's. Just, I don't. I don't even know so why weird. the hell did he drop out. <laughs> he dropped out he because was he lost really bad. And he's <laughs> not good at. Yeah, he's also not very, like, personally good at losing. Uh, uh, m- most Republicans seem to be not very personally good at losing. Yeah. Like, well, I if think you politicians have a lot of hard bad, time. Was Martin O'Malley lost very well. Worse. Actually, Bernie's- Lincoln Chafee okay. was the best loser of the of this current uh, campaign. <laughs> very sportsman-like. He was in and he didn't very well, and he was like, well... That was my debate. See ya. And he dropped out. It was good. It was efficient. I should still say that is, that is not nearly as good as a politician we had very briefly down here called Mal Meninga. 
who used to be a rugby player and 46 seconds into his very first speech announcing that he was a running as a politician. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> if he flubbed what he was going to say, like he stumbled over his words and went, uh, 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 and then he just went, well, that's it. And fucking walked off. <laughs> <laughs> Shortest campaign in history. It was beautiful. He, he quit 46 seconds into his career. <laughs> oh. How's that for efficiency? That's, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, that you know don't spend the any of the taxpayer money. You know, don't don't yeah. get any donations or whatever. It, it works out. Ron Swanson would approve. Yeah. <laughs> but not Ron Paul, who not is Ron already Paul. angling to become fucking head of the State Department under Trump. Because, you know, oh. Ron Paul is for liberty and freedom and certainly not a cranky old racist. <laughs> is he really? Is that even angling? I didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, he you know is who like, I feel... like straight up trying to position himself as the best pick for Secretary of State under Trump. You know who it's I feel really that bad you're not for. Hearing about it because nobody is paying attention to Ron Paul because he is an irrelevant racist old crack. <laughs> I feel really bad. I and I I really do. I feel really bad for Chris Christie. I, I don't. Feel, I feel yeah, like I no, he's a horrible person. I, I, but I do not envy his situation. I feel like he he allied himself with Trump because he would he, he figured it'd get him more publicity. But he got all the wrong things out of this. I feel a I little bit words. bad for him. Just desserts. Fair. And you know, Christy loves his yeah. desserts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's oh, a horrible, no horrible political is. situation and a fat joke. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, His only redeeming feature, Chris Christie's, that is, is he likes Bruce Springsteen a lot. Right? right. I know, that makes and you And who doesn't like the boss? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're going to close out the show. Is there anything you guys would like to plug before we uh, say our goodbyes? Oh, yes. So I just got in the mail today. The result of a Kickstarter game that I kickstarted entitled Bring Your Own Book. And it is sort of like an apples to apples, cards against humanity, like find the right thing to match uh, a, a prompt. Mm -hmm. But the, the good thing about this, and why I think it might actually have a lot of replay value, is that you bring a book and you look up answers to the prompts in the book. So it'll be like, you know, a, a tax manual, and it's like, you know, what is the most romantic proposal? Or like, uh, you know, Ulysses, and it'll be like, you know, something. Hold on, hold on. Um, <laughs> yeah, wait. Give I'm... me a. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna grab the, the closest book. Yeah. Me. Give me a. Give me a card. All right. Um, what's an easy one? The secret password to a magical cave. Choose randomly. A uh, random page. So, ooh, uh, put my bookmark back in. Don't lose my place. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. Secret, password, secret to password, password to a magic. Let's see. What the hell is the matter with you? <laughs> the book for uh, the book for uh, for reference here is uh, Tim Gunn's uh, Guns Golden Rules: Life's Little Lessons from Making It Work. 
Okay, mine was, despite regularly winning the Thursday night trivia at his local watering hole, history buff Gerald Sudgden failed to answer a single question correctly on his one-night stint on Nine Network's Temptation. That, that's a long password. That's a, that's a long password. Well, it's secure. That's very secure. <laughs> <laughs> it very secure, but yes, it was the Chase's annual 2007, The Other Secret. Ah. <laughs> the entire ah. cover of which is just... Cal- like fake calligraphy text with scribbles on it that say the secret's bullshit the secret's bullshit nice <laughs> all right um, so, yeah, so basically the gist of the game is like you know you play a card and everyone tries to find the funniest passage like cards against humanity yeah. except that you're constantly being refreshed with like interesting new answers from different books i like it i just, like it like yeah that's pretty good yeah. I, yeah. I might pick up a copy um, so yeah, there'll be a link to that in the show notes. Cherba, do you have a thing? Two things, in fact. Oh my. Oh, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. All right, that's enough of that. There Nuclear we Wessels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you got? Different actor, I know. Uh, let's see. First thing I have to plug is a site called MJL Anime which is a site that I came across by chance because I was cruising through my local shopping center and I saw a... It's one of those little cube stores where you can rent a small shop space that's like, a, you know, two a or kiosk. three feet by two or three feet. Yeah. Uh, not quite a kiosk. It's an actual storefront, but inside oh. the storefront you have little cube-shaped shelves of varying sizes that you can rent as your storefront. All right. But uh, I saw one of those for this company, and the reason they caught my eye was because they were actually stocking a friend of the show, Mammoth's plushies. And ah. I was like, oh, those look familiar. Mammoth likes plushies. I wonder what they're like, so I'll, uh, I'll go and grab one if they're any good, and just, you know, that's a birthday present or something in the bag already. So I've uh, wandered over, and I'm like, these look familiar, and I got a bit closer, and I'm like, these are really familiar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I nearly bought her one of her own plushies as a gift. <laughs> She gets money and a refreshing uh, inventory. I discovered that MJL Anime is actually run by a pretty top person, and they ship a bunch of anime stuff worldwide for pretty decent prices. Hmm. And I like to support local businesses, so buy your stuff from them. Help them grow. They've got some good shit on here. Indeed, Like a bunch of anime box sets and, like, Pokemon card collections and things like that. Supporting... uh, It is really cheap. Support small business. (laughs) I'm actually already purchasing something like literally after the show because I'd have to get up and go somewhere else to grab my wallet because they have a uh, Pokemon 20th anniversary Mew metal enamel pin oh. that you can normally only get in the big box sets of Pokemon cards. I don't really want the Pokemon cards because I already have a shitload of those, ah. <laughs> but I really want that pin, so I'm going to buy that pin. All right. Um, what's your second and thing? The other thing. Yeah. My second thing. I've uh, this before. Street AU. Hold on, one more time. You were kind it's of glitching. A, oh, I don't know. I was a robot. A comic Street AU. So good it for all you Australians. A local indie comics fair in Brisbane. You should definitely go along because they have updated their site. They have a list of many of the artists who are coming along. Hmm. Yes, including Cameron Davis from Rose and Blow the Cartridge, uh, Alicia Jade, who does a bunch of mini-comics, uh, Ardent Comics are coming by, Comics Oz are coming by, D-Time Comics, Edge Comics, which is actually pretty good. They've been around for quite a while. Uh, Henry Goldner, Dan 
No. What was it? Dan Gilmore, that's it. Dan mm. Gilmore of Sodaville. Come on. I've plugged him before, too. Uh, Peter Young of the Rockabilly Plump Corps. There is a whole bunch of totally mad artists coming to this. You should go along. It will be sick. Right on. You can buy some mad indie comics. Cool. Skojo, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, on, uh, I'm reading. I'm currently uh, reading uh, because of Civil War and uh, how Black Panther is so awesome. I'm uh, currently reading the run by Christopher Priest of Black Panther on Marvel Unlimited, which is extremely good and probably a lot like what the movie will be based off of. Is that the one that is uh, penned by Mr. Coates? No, it's penned by Christopher Priest. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know comics. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, pencil, penciled uh, by a bunch of different people, I think, but it's like... But it's written the whole run by Christopher Priest. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's just really it's, good. If you if you ever wondered what like hey like what's the Black Panther like, uh, it's a good it's a really good run. It it tackles the I'm a superhero and a king, and solving crime. <laughs> or is he uh, just a dude? On that note, I finally read uh, my second plug, which I'll just slip in. <laughs> okay, is I finally read. Uh, the new Miss Marvel uh, by the lady whose name I can't remember right now. Mm, good um, job. But it is extremely good. It uh, It is about being a superhero and also living in New Jersey. Yeah, it's a great comic. Um, I, I believe it also won a Hugo. I, um, for my plug, I'm going to plug two things. Uh, both of them are shows you should watch. Uh, for fans of Steven Universe, the two new episodes, uh, the new season's begun. There are two episodes out. You should watch them. Uh, check your local cable provider for listings or, you know, find them online through your own means. Um, the second one is a show called Space Patrol Luluco, which is available on Crunchyroll. And if you like shows like uh, Inferno Cop... Uh, you will, but wish it had a little bit more magical girl in it. Uh, <laughs> you will really, really like this show. So it's uh, it's a show you should definitely check out. The whole thing is up on Crunchyroll. Should uh, should watch this thing. Alrighty then. Well, that's it. Thank you guys for a uh, a, a excellent show, and uh, you will catch us next week on Acceptable Vices. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. If you spill beer, Lee Lynchin will get you. Party Line is a Frostworks production. To find out more about us and what we do, check us out at www.frost.works.